Electric cars will disrupt more than the automotive industry. Primary, secondary, and tertiary effects will be felt out to regulatory and health agencies. Welcome to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic podcast associated with the medium publication of the same name. We explore the future with a recurring focus on climate change, technologies which are transforming our world, and a side helping of politics and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. Electric cars and other vehicles continue to gain momentum just as autonomous features are becoming mainstream. But while potential job losses due to autonomy are a strong focus, the multitude of impacts electrification will have on road transportation aren't as clearly stated. Overall, the impact will be very positive economically, but there will be a lot of disruptions and many losers too. Universal basic income isn't just a value proposition for those displaced by weak artificial intelligence. Let's assume that there will be a reasonable reasonable transition period of around 40 years to get to the point where electric cars are almost the only cars being sold. Internal combustion cars won't disappear overnight after all. That said, there will be impacts. Let's look at the primary impacts first. Wealth will be generated globally. Cars are increasing in number even though there are indications that might be slowing somewhat. Companies that are successful and making at making and selling electric cars will make a great deal of money, especially as they take market share from ones that don't. Many legacy car companies won't survive. The global epicenters of automobile manufacturing will have shifted substantially. California, China, and India will be winners. Japan, most of Germany, and Detroit will be losers. Areas of advanced manufacturing and related economic value will shift. While individual legacy car companies will survive the transition and grow, many will continue to lag and diminish as a result. Much less oil will be consumed. Peak oil has arrived in an unexpected and odd way. Hubbard turned out to be right about timing and there being a peak, but not because cheap oil disappeared. There's more cheap oil now than there used to be due to shale fracking. United States is on the verge of becoming a net energy exporter. That will play out over the next 40 years to a substantial decline in oil demand, which will keep prices low. Many oil companies won't make it, and parts of the world with higher cost oil, such as Alberta's oil sands, will be severely impacted. Much less money in automotive parts. Automotive parts manufacturers will be significantly negatively impacted. Electric cars have thousands of fewer parts than internal combustion vehicles. They're much simpler, and following Tesla's lead will trend to even more minimalism. Just as skeuomorphism is disappearing in digital interfaces, the analog and horse buggy antecedents to car controls and interiors are fading as well. That will have a dampening effect on global supply chains, parts distributions companies, a lot of original equipment manufacturers, and the like. Carbon-neutral electrical generation companies will flourish. The generation firms, which have embraced renewables in a big way, will see significantly increased demand for their product, a rare piece of sunlight in an ugly utility market. 
carbon, pr carbon pricing and further regulation of pollution are inevitable. So only green electrical companies are positioned for rapid growth with increased electrical demand. Car dealerships may not disappear, but there will be fewer of them. Dealerships make the majority of their profit off of post-sales maintenance. Electric cars require a lot less post-sales maintenance. Dealership business models don't add up for electric cars, which is a key reason they're currently a significant inhibitor on legacy manufacturer electric car sales. Tesla is leading the way in this, as with so many other necessary transformations, but legacy manufacturers aren't willing or able to take on their powerful dealer networks. With the decline of legacy manufacturers and the necessary transi transition from the survivors away from this distribution model, dealerships will be radically impacted. And then there are the secondary impacts. Muffler shops will disappear. Electric cars don't have mufflers, so every single muffler repair shop in the world will go away. Brake shops will virtually disappear. Electric cars use their motors for regenerative braking much more than brake pads. Less use, less wear, longer life. With many fewer brake jobs, there will be many fewer shops providing them. Interestingly, brake fluid replacement may be more common, as is seen from Tesla and Nissan maintenance recommendations today, as brakes are used less and moisture buildup occurs more readily. Oil change franchises will disappear. Electric cars don't have engine oil, so don't need it changed. Gas stations will disappear and be replaced by very different electric car charging stations. Gas stations are badly placed, badly sized, and are brownfield sites requiring remediation. Electric car charging points can be put up almost anywhere at incredibly low cost. Many people will just charge at home. Emissions testing facilities will disappear. All of the people and facilities and technology involved in testing tailpipe emissions will be looking for other things to do. No tailpipes, no emissions. And finally, the tertiary impacts. We will see a significant clean air and a related health dividend. Electric cars don't emit air pollutants of any type during operation. Greening the grid is occurring as well. Millions die annually or have significantly degraded health due to air pollution. Getting rid of internal combustion engines will lead to healthier populaces. Healthy, healthier populaces are more productive populaces. That's worth billions to most countries and trillions globally. Quieter cities and related health dividends. Electric cars don't make as much noise on city streets compared to internal combustion vehicles at speeds of 50 kilometers per hour and lower. And a really noisy electric car is nothing compared to a Harley Davidson, a big diesel truck, or an internal combustion sports car. Traffic noise is directly correlated to loss of sleep in urban centers. So eliminating that major source of noise will have health benefits for populations too. That's worth money as well. And of course, reduced climate change and related health and economic dividends. Transportation contributes 26% of greenhouse gases in the United States, and that's all from internal combustion engines. Get rid of the internal combustion engines, replace them with electrical engines powered by renewable energy, and that 26% goes away. 
climate change is projected to have significant negative health impacts, as can be seen with the impacts from Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Michael, the 2017 monsoon flooding in Bangladesh in the region, which displaced over 40 million people, and the wildfires threatening Western North American cities and towns and Australian cities and towns. To provide context for my opinion on the automotive industry winners and losers, here are important aspects, especially for Germany and Japan, two current automotive giants that are likely to diminish substantially in market share. The problems for the two countries are different. For Germany, it appears as if Volkswagen has turned the corner due to its existential crisis. It hasn't been wasted. VW is sidelining its diesel division, investing heavily in a pure electric platform, and running for sunlight. The brands within the VW family share more of that, so also might do better on average. VW is exploring one of the key elements of electric success, a competitive strategy for dealing with the battery supply chain. It is considering building its own gigafactory, forming a pan-European partnership for this, or nailing down strong relationships with foreign battery suppliers. However, VW still hasn't gotten serious about the long-distance charging infrastructure issue as Tesla has, and still has to deal with its dealer network, which is strongly incented to push internal combustion engine cars. BMW, on the other hand, did a lot of bike shedding with hybrid cars instead of focusing on pure electrics, leaving two inferior range cars, one of which shares little with BMW heritage. And now it's backing away from electrics and focusing on autonomy. BMW has committed to electric drivetrains for all models in the future, but to be clear, that means there will be a lot of inferior electric cars in the BMW lineup because they still have to accommodate space and engineering for legacy internal combustion engines. As spelled out in a companion article, you have to engineer, engineer your cars from the ground up to create a compelling electric car, and BMW is committing to the opposite. BMW is suffering from both brand incoherence and engineering hubris that it might not recover from. Mercedes currently only has one electric car in its lineup, and it wasn't designed electric from the ground up. It just announced that all cars could have an electric drivetrain option by 2022, which puts it squarely in the same compromise zone as BMW, but perhaps further behind. Its recent announcements suggest it may fail entirely, or at least wither to a husk of its current self. As far as we've seen, neither BMW nor Mercedes is dealing in a major strategic way with the battery supply issue, the long-distance charging concern, or the dealer network problem. There isn't a single legacy car company that is dealing with all of these challenges, but the dealer network especially is a huge drag on legacy car companies that they appear unwilling to address. Japan has a different problem, hydrogen. While they led with hybrids, Toyota and Honda, and the Leaf, Nissan, they've stalled on that front, and have governmental and major corporate commitment to hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. Part of this is likely due to the Fukushima disaster, which made them realize that their electrical supply is going to be massively constrained for a decade or two. But it's also a Japanese cultural oddity. The hydrogen fixation has the smell of Japanese respect for a revered older man, or older men, who committed to to hydrogen, and virtually no one is willing to contradict them, a staple feature of much of the conservatism of Japanese culture. Nissan might be the exception, but its most recent LEAF updates and the like are underwhelming. 
and Nissan definitely has the dealership problem, which doesn't it doesn't appear to be on track to solving. There is an incom- insufficient commitment to address these points of differentiation that Tesla has brought in to address market needs and the different distribution required for electric cars. Most major car companies are in, a, in for a very bumpy decade or two as electrics flood the market from upstarts, desperate secondary brands which figure it out, and possibly a couple of legacy vendors who commit strongly, such as Volkswagen and Nissan. Of the legacy car companies, Fiat Chrysler appears to be most at risk, having only recently started moving seriously towards electrification and autonomous capabilities after getting its finances mostly in order. But all legacy car companies have been very slow to respond to the inevitable electrification of their core products. You have been listening to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic view of climate change, transformative technologies, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. These podcasts are available from the medium publication of the same name, Anchor FM, and other podcast sites. Let us know that you are enjoying us via Claps and Medium, and tell us what you'd like us to cover next.